0: I'm Danette May
1: and today on Manifestable. I think that we all feel this ache from the sacred and the sacred is like, and I know you're a nature girl yourself. And for me, the way I connect with my soul and the sacred and God the most is in nature. And I think that part of that is because like nature doesn't have like a past and a future. Like it's not thinking forward and back. It just is in the moment It brings us into the moment and Like some of the most mystical experiences I've ever had have been in nature where you actually stop and you see the sacred that's already here all around us.
0: Welcome to Manifestable, where you'll receive profound breakthroughs, courage to break old patterns and live into your soul's purpose. Each week, I will bring you epic guests, live coaching and manifestation tools to remind you of your power. You have the ability to achieve extraordinary things, and the time to start is now. I don't know if you're like me, but I need to have a little bit of chocolate almost every single day. If you're like my husband, you need it after every single meal. He likes to finish his savory meals, whether it's lunch or dinner with something chocolatey. And what's going on is even the healthy chocolates that you see at the grocery store that say they're dark, raw cacao, they have cane sugar in them and they're actually not that healthy for you. But I have good news for you is that Earth Echo has these functional chocolate bites and these are actually what my husband has after every meal. So he will have basically a vitality chocolate bite. I'll tell you where to find these, but he'll have this vitality chocolate bite. It's like the perfect quantity. He'll have it with his coffee in the morning and it's his pre and probiotic. So amazing, right? In a chocolate bite, like kids love it, adults love it. And then there's other ones, other functional blends like Focus, which has all these superfood benefits to increase focus throughout the day. So he'll have this after lunch and it has almost like this dark coffee chocolate flavor so delicious. He'll take a calm bite, which is a more of a decadent chocolate that helps calm the nervous system. And then he takes a rest one, which is like a dark chocolate caramel flavor. So there are so many different chocolate bites that you can get a hold of. They just came back out because they are seasonal. They fly off the shelves. But I want to tell you, if you're listening to Manifestable, you can get these chocolate bites right now. Right now, while supplies last, all you have to do is go to earthechofoods.com and at checkout, put in Manifestable and it'll give you 15% off. I want you to have these chocolate bites. It's gonna help you so that you're not craving and snacking on... Not so great for you, chocolate. You're going to see results in your body. You're going to see results in your brain and your immunity functionality because they are the healthiest chocolate on the market. So all you have to do is go to Earth Echo Foods. I'm going to spell it for you. Earth, E-A-R-T-H, Echo, E-C-H-O, foods, F-O-O-D-S dot com. Earth Echo Foods. And at checkout, put in the word manifestable and you're going to get 15% off. Go there right now, get these chocolate bites and change your life. I am chatting with international best-selling author and spiritual teacher, healer and mystic, Rebecca Campbell. Rebecca Campbell is an international best-selling writer, poet, healer, ritualist, spiritual teacher, visionary, and mystic. Her books, oracles, courses, and workshops have been translated into over 20 languages. She has been featured in several national media outlets such as Vogue, Oprah.com, Psychology's Magazine, Sunday Times, and more. Rebecca has supported hundreds of thousands of people to change their lives and answer the calls of their soul. Rebecca and I went there today on the podcast and you'll have to hear the very beginning because I was not ready for this episode. I was actually in soul time because I scheduled it abnormally early and and I wasn't prepared, but it brought a really special energy to this episode. We ended up doing a prayer that you're not gonna wanna miss. You're included in it, my friend, as well as our connection around the passing of our babies and what transpired from that. We talk about land and how some land holds certain codes or information for you. Morning routines. What does Rebecca's morning routine look like? What does her spiritual practice look like? It might actually make you feel like you have permission to not be perfect. I love this episode. Let's get started. All right, you guys, Rebecca is in the house and I'm laughing because this girl, I'm like sitting on the couch. I'm going to keep it real. I make exceptions for her because I love her spirit so much and she's so impactful. (laughs) And so I scheduled her really early in the morning, more like during my soul time, actually. So I'm in my journaling and my phone pings and it says I'm coming and it's from Rebecca Campbell. And I'm like, is she coming over? Do I need to get some tea and crumpets out? (laughs) I figured it wasn't for me. And so I like messaged her and then she's like, actually, we have a podcast. (laughs) I'm like, okay, we're doing this in my pajamas, in my Zen den, which is almost perfect because I'm in my soul time right now who's better to talk to than you during soul time (laughs) no I love
1: it I love that you've got soul time when do you normally do it is it each morning at a certain time
0: or yes yeah it used to be very early in the morning when my kids were young so Rebecca has young kids so it would be like Try to like tiptoe out and hope they don't smell me. Right. And I would like, (laughs) they can smell you. It's almost like you can be as quiet as you possibly can be and they still know you're up. (laughs) So true. Oh my God. And I would just, do my soul time really early. But now that my kids are older, I try to do it right as soon as I get up early still, but I tend to want to continue longer because I can, Mm. that they're older. And so we're smack dab in my soul time, Mm. which is so really beautiful to bring you into this. And so Mm. I'm going to ask you some juicy questions because I want to know, do you have a soul time? Do you have a time each day that you just kind of pour into you or listen to spirit or Mm. meditate? What does that look like for you? Mm, I love it. Well, let's dedicate this episode for anyone listening as well
1: to being like, fully replenishing and helping you connect with your soul as well. So that's our intention, I think, for our little time together. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So for me, having the discipline of connecting with my soul, like completely transformed my life. And I used to be very clear with like the time and it'd always be morning practice. The first thing I would do, I'd grab a coffee. I'm a coffee drinker. And then I'd go into meditation and journaling, that kind of thing. Nature's always been a big part of it as well, especially in the warmer months. But since I became a mom, I've got a four-year-old and a nine-month-old and oh my God, like my morning <laughs> practice went out the window. Oh, <laughs> holy hell. Like it was just not possible. I was just so tired all the time. So it was just like setting the alarm earlier. I'm sure that'll change as as they grow yes. older. But I just made the decision, don't try and do morning practice or beat yourself up because you can't do your morning practice now that you've got young, young, young kids. And so what I do is I actually integrated into my work day more. So I get the kids off to school or daycare or whatever. And then I go into my office and then I either do a meditation and journaling or I'll go walking in nature and do my
0: journaling and meditation there. Oh my gosh, I love that permission and that freedom because honestly, what I hear a lot from people is they look to people like you, maybe me too, but they know I'm a mess. (laughs) But They might be like, oh, she actually drinks coffee before she meditates. Oh, she actually shifts her practice because she has little ones and she doesn't beat herself up. That's so much permission. And I love the realness of who you are. And I have to say, you guys, I have had the privilege of being with Rebecca because honey, so many people know you. And I will have so many people come to my house or be at my high level retreats and they will have your decks of cards Mm -hmm. and they will be, you know, her, is she real? (laughs) Is she who I feel she is? Cause she's really transformed my life. And I'm like 1000%. And I do want to say that about you, honey, is that Mm -hmm. I felt this warm, authentic, true presence the minute I met you. And it's like really cool to even hear you give yourself permission in this like spiritual realm. So thank you for who you are. Oh,
1: I appreciate you saying that. I'm a four on the Enneagram. So you've just like really, really complimented me in all the right ways.
0: (laughs) (laughs) More where Um, that came from. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) But I
1: I think as well, like particularly in the spiritual world, it actually took me becoming a mom to really see through this for myself. Like so much of our life is compartmentalized, like we'll go and like do the spiritual thing and then go back to our normal life. And I'd been dedicated to exploring the soul and, you know, the great mysteries and spiritual practice. And like, it was literally what I dedicated my life to, but it wasn't until I had kids that I was like, oh, my God, my life actually even still was compartmentalized. Like I was going to go off to do practice and then I'd come back into the normal life and then I'd go into nature to get grounded and then I'd come back into the normal life. (laughs) And I think this, like, disconnection from many of us from the wisdom teachings of our ancestry has really cause this separation from the sacred i'm a white woman my ancestry is like from here in europe which i actually now live i grew up in australia and we know like just how much devastation has happened because of colonialism and all that kind of stuff but i think that we all feel this ache from the sacred and the sacred is like and i know you're a nature girl yourself and for me the way I connect with my soul and the sacred and God the most is in nature and I think that part of that is because like nature doesn't have like a past and a future like it's not thinking forward and back it just is in the moment it brings us into the moment and like some of the most mystical experiences I've ever had have been in nature where you actually stop and you see the sacred that's already here all around us And so then we go, okay, the soul, the sacred God and all of that, it is extraordinary and special, but it's also the most normal thing in the world and the most natural thing in the world as well. And so I think we're at a stage where we're kind of like, trying to weave those two worlds back together. And sometimes it does take for us to like go, okay, I'm going to go be spiritual now to be like, okay, how do I bring this into my everyday? And yeah, for me, motherhood has has <laughs> really like ripped me wide open to be
0: like, no, how do I integrate this even more? Absolutely. When you were 14, I don't know why I'm feeling this, but when you were 14, did you have a glimmer at all or a vision at all that you'd be doing what you're doing today? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. I was... I was <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, I, I, guys, yeah, I do not study this stuff.
0: I'm just sitting in spirit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. When I was younger, I, um, I'd always been very, I guess, like a deep child and always prayed and kind of like, it just like longed for, like, I felt like, ah, oh, there's something I'm here for. I need to figure it out. Da, da, da. And then I was really interested in spirituality and past lives and all of that kind of stuff. So I had a couple of experiences, actually, it was like a mediumship type experience that I had where I experienced a spirit of a child who had passed over that really just blew my mind open and and invited me to go on a seeking path. And that led me to spiritual bookstores. And it was when I was in a spiritual bookstore, and I know you're a Hay House author as well, but I pulled off the shelf, Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life. And I had this vision of me having books and speaking on stages and somehow connected to her. And I assumed it was like, oh, I'll I'll be with Hay House one day. But at the time, I was like, what the heck would I talk about? Like, I'm so young, I barely lived. Wow. And, you know. But yeah, I, I always felt that call. And I mean, it felt so clear and true and yet it also kind of stressed me out because I'm just like, how do I do that? You know, and Mm -hmm. I think often the thing with spirit is like we get these visions and only through acting and, and kind of like living like years and years later, you look back and you're like, oh, my God, that was the moment, you know?
0: Yeah. Do you have any visions right now of something that you're seeing? that's potentially in this timeline right but moving in this timeline but not right now that you're like wow I'm not really even sure how I'm gonna get there yeah, or how fully, do yeah there's
1: one thing is a great question one thing in particular I've always been a channel and I've always been actually very confident being a channel in the written form but I had an experience a. A mystical experience like in 2017 that completely changed my life and I'm still just kind of digesting and integrating and embodying and all of that but yes in that experience I was surrounded and introduced by a new group of guides for me called the ancient grandmothers of the earth and oh. they've been in my work ever since like anytime I hold a group space in particular I can feel when they enter And I'd been guiding my students to connect with this space and this energy. It was like the primordial waters in the center of the earth and then surrounded by the ancient grandmothers. It's definitely linked to ancestral healing as well and connecting to like sending healing forward and back. Mm -hmm. I've been through my own not pretty excruciating (laughs) healing process the past Almost seven years since this experience happened. And it feels like I'm coming out of it now. I'm just starting to receive the little like step by step. I don't know where it's going yet, but I can see every single time I teach a workshop, I'm given like just the next brick on the path. And so I know I'm being called to kind of properly channel them and potentially more work more openly with my guides. But yeah, that's definitely wow.
0: I'm I'm fascinated
1: that that I don't understand. And
0: I'm going to be here for that magic. And I feel like we get to share these things because they feel so big and like, I don't know, I don't have all the steps and I don't have all the grand picture, but I'm going to talk about it. I love that you're willing to like even share as much as you did. And I also am fascinated with this. You just said seven year cycle Mm. and that's exactly how I'm feeling. Like I'm in a closing of a seven-year cycle but my vision came kind of around seven years ago and I'm finally Mm. stepping into kind of the first visions of it which wow and what is that well it's sound frequencies for deep transformational healing not like Mm. crystal bowl sound healing I think Mm. I mean maybe that's a piece of it but there's a lot of these ancient Mm. I sense they come from ancient Egypt that were sound frequencies or something with sound and they do deep, profound healing physically in the body, but mm-hmm. also open channels for creation. So I've been really studying that for the last two to three years and now mm-hmm. just putting it into work. And I called it Manifestable just to have it sound fun. <laughs> 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 but um, I'm playing with that and wow. it terrifies me. But I want to ask you something because we're actually, when we're recording this, you guys, we're stepping into, I think it's like two to three days. Saturday, the 14th of October, will be an eclipse. Mm-hmm. And I read that this eclipse, the last time it happened was in 2012. Really? Not, I didn't know that. It's not a miss on me. And because I can feel the stirrings of the times we're in right now, I can feel the the stirrings of my own personal life of I'm in shifting, I'm in transition, ending of a cycle, you're perhaps feeling that I would love your insight to what you feel was happening in 2012, and how it could correlate to now. It feels significant to me, because the energy frequency almost feels similar. And I know everything's in cycles. So yeah,
1: yeah, it's interesting. I am. Mm, I haven't reflected much on that, but let me do it now. You know, I think for me, 2012 was definitely a time when a lot of people, a lot of lightworkers, a lot of people who were like, oh, my God, I'm here to do something, came online. And maybe they'd had the call before, but then they like were like, okay, now it's time. Mm-hmm. I know also there's also the prophecies of end of world, da, 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 da. da. But interestingly, I think when COVID happened and and all of the things that happened around that, with the, the racial reckoning and and many mm-hmm. other things, like the world was like physically on fire just before COVID as well with all the bushfires. To me, that period actually felt more like what they said about 2012 than mm-hmm. 2012 did. Yeah. and I remember when. I woke up to kind of the news of pandemic and other things happening. It was like, there was this part of me that was like, oh, it's happening now. Like, as if like, it was the period that we came here for actually, you know, (laughs) like 2012 was like coming online and and awakening, like, cause I think we come here in teams and each of us while we're here, like, we're kind of like riding similar waves And I can think of people who, say, release books at the same time or had awakening experiences. A Kundalini awakening has been, by that I mean Kundalini Shakti, as in physical energy shaking, kind of awakening experiences has been a big part of my path. Um, Definitely not something I've chosen, but it's something that has continued to happen and tends to happen in the seven-year cycles for me. And 2011 and 2012, going into 13, it was mega, 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 mega. And yeah, if I look back at the year before this year and the year before that, it happened again. And so, yeah, I think that it's a completely different world than it was back in 2012. But I do feel like there's like this surge of energy that we're all feeling now where like, I think we've been dormant and just everyone has had their own soul appointment during the past however many years that we've all been going through this global experience. And it seems like it's just continuing and continuing. But I, for one know that where I've been through, say an inner winter, I would call it where I've been like going in a a deep descent and loads of like deep cellular ancestral healing. I feel like I'm coming out of it now. So it feels like whatever wave I came in on and perhaps you were on the same wave as me, it's like, it's getting ready to build up momentum again. So mm-hmm. we have these periods of going in and then going out. Yeah. How about you? Uh,
0: yeah. I feel the exact same. I sense that you and I have a, I love your analogy of kind of speaking on these waves because I think mm-hmm. we can kind of compare ourselves to other people and why am I not mm-hmm. experiencing what they're experienced, but it's, we're all going through our waves and, we're, and it might come at different times, but we're all we're all going where we're meant to go. And, mm-hmm. and even if you're not on the same wave. but I'm sensing you and I might be on similar cycles because I'm feeling the exact same. And actually, you guys mm-hmm. will have to listen to Rebecca's podcast. Because we did an episode together and I still am blown away at our similarities around the passing of our children. Oh my goodness. Wasn't that amazing? That was amazing. And I've never, that was such a a heart opener for me because it's not something I talk about all the time and I've never had anyone reflect back to something similar. And I just find it powerful to talk about the passing of souls and to understand that these passing of souls it can be sad and it is because we're in human form, but also so beyond powerful. And I'm still layering it. And and it was fun to talk to you about it. So you guys have to listen to the episode. Have to listen to the episode.
1: Yeah. So essentially like one of the things we got into was both of us have experienced like baby loss. I had a miscarriage and the date of losing the baby was the same date as the the due date of the other child, the one that which came, which is
0: just—I got chills again just hearing Whoa. you say that. <laughs> they call it a rainbow baby, don't they? I'm not sure what it's called. I've, I've heard actually that. Not like talked to a like, lot of people about it. Mm,
1: not mm. that, just the baby that comes after the loss.
0: Oh, the baby that comes after the loss. mm -hmm. So beautiful. So Mm -hmm. beautiful. So for anyone listening, because I have a lot of listeners and people on my email list that have experienced the Mm -hmm. passing of a child. And Mm -hmm. if anything, Rebecca and I are just wrapping you up in so much love and know that there's a reason and there's meaning and there's things that we just don't know why. Mm -hmm. And just to Mm -hmm. let you find peace in that. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you are someone who has big dreams or a big vision for your life, but doesn't know how to get there or isn't unsure of how to go from this vision to actual conceptualizing the thing. And I want to help you unlock the power within you and manifest your wildest dreams. So I created a program to help you do just that. This is my Manifest Anything program. It literally will show you how to manifest anything, whether you want to claim it as being something small or something big. If you're ready to tap into the limitless possibilities of the universe and turn your dreams into reality, this program is the key to your success. I want you to join me in this Manifest Anything program where I'll show you how to harness the law of attraction and manifest your deepest desires. In this program, you'll gain access to a treasure trove of life-transforming tools, techniques, and wisdom that took me from being a newly divorced single mother with literally $47 to my name to living a life far beyond my wildest dreams. You'll learn how to set powerful intentions, create a magnetic vision board. I'm not talking your scrapbook vision board. I'm talking something different and align your energy with the universe to effortlessly attract abundance, love, success, and more. The effort that you actually have to place into this is actually doing the program. This is how this works. Hundreds of individuals have gone through this program and manifested unexpected money falling into their laps, dream homes, job opportunities, relationships, and more. So if you're ready to step into your true power and manifest your deepest desires, I invite you to head over to manifest.manifestablepodcast.com. So you're going to do this. You're going to put in manifest dot, then com. Again, that's manifest.manifestablepodcast.com to sign up for this program and start manifesting your deepest desires. I'm also going to put this in the show notes right now so you can just click the link and go right there. You deserve a life beyond your wildest dreams. You deserve to have that thing in your heart and it's time to join me. You have nothing to lose because I'm going to show you exactly how to do it what it takes step by step. We're going to do this together. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes or open up your computer, your phone and put in manifest.manifestablepodcast.com. Let's get started. Um, one other question I want to ask you is about land and how specific land can bring up probably ancestral healing as Mm -hmm. well as codes and information Mm. do you remember the first land you know I think all land is special by the way you know I hear like that's a vortex I'm like I think all land is special but some land might resonate with some people a little bit more than others Mm. is there a remembrance of stepping on a particular place yeah in this this world like whoa (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, Where? there's definitely two really strong ones. The first one happened when I was like 18. I just, I was, grew up in Australia and I went traveling to, I now know it's the lands of my ancestry in the in like Europe and the UK and Ireland. And I remember stepping in Scotland. I was on a tour all around Highlands and I, I stepped onto the land at Fort William and Glencoe. And I didn't know it at the time, but it was where actually my ancestors, the the Campbell clan, they had a war with the McDonald's. It was like Highlander massacre kind of things. And it's literally where the Campbells got massacred. And I had this experience. I was just there with like a a tour group, but I saw a figure. I'd had this experience as well. Like I had seen spirits of children who would pass when I was 14. That was the thing that really started my spiritual path. And I would then meet the mothers of those children. It was absolutely, completely blew my mind open but i hadn't really had those experiences since then and when i stepped onto that land i i remember being like i can see something and i had one of those like wind up cameras do you remember like back in yes. the day and i took a photo of it and kind of forgot about it cuz you know i waited until i got back home when i had extra money cuz i was like just saving up all my pennies to get all of my footage developed and yeah, I've got that photo to this day and you can see that there's a figure there and there was nothing in front of me. Yeah, that (laughs) was really, really, really strong. And then I think the other one was, I now live in Glastonbury or I currently live in Glastonbury, which is very, very sacred land. Pilgrims come here. It's a town which is in deep reverence to the goddess, like very alive. There's actually an actual recognized goddess temple, which has been resurrected. And it's a really sacred place called the Chalice Well, which has a sacred well in it. And people come there because they think that the water has healing powers. When I first visited there, that's when I connected to a group of guides that introduced themselves to me as the Magdalens, And I heard Rise, Sister, Rise, which was my second book. And I knew what the title was. I knew the outline. And yeah, that came in the Chalice Well. And now I live here. I again I did not plan for that to happen, but hey, sometimes
0: Are you so do you feel plan. your souls like this is where you meet, need to be right now? I'm not sure. Like the circumstances that have led
1: my husband and I to live here were just like it was like we were picked up and placed here. And then interestingly, we closed on the house on Sawen. And then I had a trip planned, which I'd planned for over a year or two, almost two years to Egypt. So it was like a a pilgrimage. So we'd already planned that my husband was coming and it was actually in one of the temples there that I, like my son, who's my firstborn came to me and I received like real clear downloads about it. And I said to Craig, okay, it's time for us to have a baby. And we came back to Glastonbury and within a week we conceived, like it was quick, really, really fast, had him and then COVID happened. And so it was like, it's like we'd just been picked up and put here to have a baby and be here for COVID. And I don't know how long we'll be here for, if this is our forever home or not. Oh my gosh, I'm not sure. But I know that the the land teaches me so much here.
0: Yeah. Do you, you mentioned how people come for the healing waters of that chalice. Do you believe it has healing waters?
1: Yeah, I do. I believe all water does, but particularly water that has been like untampered. Mm -hmm. And so like what I've seen in my visions is that there is these primordial waters that exist in the center of the earth. And they say that the water on the earth is more ancient than the earth itself. So it came here. From elsewhere. I also like I've I've got the Healing Waters Oracle that I've just released. I'd always been drawn to water as a healing element, which, you know, all traditions include water as a healing element. But it wasn't until I really started studying that that I was like, holy shit, I had no idea that water is literally the thing that makes life possible on earth. Mm -hmm. Like no living thing can exist without water. And so then that makes you go like, whoa, even (laughs) as babies, they're in the waters of the mother. Like what is it within water that informs life how to grow? Oh, my gosh. And I think that the chalice well waters, they come out at the same temperature and the same pressure all year round, it never stops. And you can see when it comes up, it's got the quality, like the natural quality to it. I I forget what that's called right now, compared to when water is in like pipes
0: or whatever, it kind of loses its natural quality. Mm, This is fascinating. I'm (laughs) so fascinated by the resonance of water and the Mm. frequency that can be traveled through water. Like you hear just from on a like on a level everyone can understand you know you know how they say w- sound travels over a right. lake like if one person's clear across the lake and the other person yeah. you can say something and they can hear water is a transmuter it is something that i sense we're still unraveling mm. and getting to the deeper wisdom mm. around and some people probably have all that wisdom but i'm still awakening to it which is oh, so 100%
1: fun. and i think it's very connected to sound as well,
0: yeah, I do. Just so <laughs> fun. <laughs> so fun. I want to know when you were starting on this journey of writing these books and doing your card decks. Was there any fear of judgment? Was there any fear of oh man, I don't want to be perceived that I know everything, but I do know I need to step into sharing what this that I do know. Curious. Oh my god! Like literally, like it's it was absolutely debilitating it was the thing
1: that had stopped me from doing it for so many years and especially because like when I first the first group of guides I I worked with for my first book called the council of light I connected with them and I received really clearly what that first book was going to be and it was basically like it was a book to encourage people to trust their soul's voice and but like you know if you resonate with being a light worker or a healer or a coach or whatever. It was to help those type of people to find the courage to share their voice. But I was that and I was petrified myself. Yeah. And so the whole process for me, like I literally ended up writing that book to myself, encouraging myself to gather the courage to share my voice. And I often say like sometimes the only thing harder than answering the call is actually not answering it and that was definitely the truth for me Mm -hmm. and it has become easier and easier as I've done it but I wouldn't say it's something that comes like fully naturally to me I've definitely had to find my way with it and Mm -hmm. you know I think at first there's this pressure to like feel like you need to be the expert like you said but what I've come to realize like over the I guess it's like 12 years that I've been like actively doing this, like visibly, I've realized, oh gosh, my path is actually about going direct to the sacred and having a direct experience and sharing that direct experience and holding space for people to do that for themselves. It's not about like here's the way and you know it's like the opposite of like the guru model you know and so yeah getting my head around that has been like really really helpful for me so then I just kind of trust my channel trust my relationship with the sacred and then just yeah kind of like put the next step out and just like trust where it's gonna lead which is always Um, a mystery
0: (laughs) always and I love that for you like you're and living embodiment of it and you're giving me permission so thank you for that and hopefully everyone listening permission i feel like this is my intention for this is everyone's going to just receive so much permission from this episode mm. i'm putting you on the spot because one i was late and i am feeling something and you can say no to this mm. i don't i don't ever ask anyone to do this by the way i've never ever asked mm-hmm. about this but and it might just be that I'm in my soul time well, i was wondering should I wonder if everyone would love who's listening to join us in prayer. Yeah, let's do it. I'm not sure how we want to do it, but I was just thinking it would be really beautiful for us to, whoever's listening at this time, to Mm -hmm. imagine us all linking hands and hearts wherever we live around the globe, right? Wherever you're listening to this, that we're linking and we're holding those who may not be listening as well. And I'm going to let Rebecca open us And then I would love to speak a few words to close out. And then whoever's listening, just add yours to ours. And let's link all this together because we have this platform and we are together and we are listening and our voice contains a resonance and you standing where you're standing is impactful for whoever's listening.
1: Beautiful. Thank you. Okay. So in the center of your heart, imagine a beautiful flower and just Trust whatever flower appears. And with your next breath, invite it to open petal by petal, revealing a light in the middle. This light is your soul, the inextinguishable part of you, the part of you that's always calling, the part of you that existed before you drew your first breath and will carry on after you exhale your last deep breath in. Deep breath out. Inviting this part of you to really step forward now. I'm feeling the presence of all of us who gathered, imagining us in circle now. I'm feeling the presence of their unique soul, their essence stepping forward now, too. Beautiful. And now connecting in with this part of you and asking it, what is my soul's deepest prayer? And it can be for you, it can be for someone else, it can be for humanity. And so, just I want you to whisper. Your soul's deepest prayer now, and just whisper it three times. And you can do it so no one can hear, but just you can hear yourself, but just so you've got some resonance externally through your voice, whispering your prayer now. Beautiful. And Now, I want us to hold each other's prayers by saying three times: hear my sister's prayer, hear my brother's prayer, hear my sister's prayer, hear my brother's prayer, hear my sister's prayer, hear my my brother's prayer.
0: Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Beautiful. Taking all of that love and sending it through, imagining your brothers and sisters in your same town, imagining your brothers and sisters a country or state away, filling it up all of those areas. Now imagine going to another continent and filling that love up, connecting with your brothers and sisters there, sending that love and that prayer that they all have. And now seeing your continent, the continent next to you, and now see if you can fill up all the continents and the waters in between And bringing that all circulating around the globe. Having it resonate out through your heart. Knowing that you are worthy for prayer, that you are worthy to receive, you are worthy to express. You are known, you are loved. And so it is. Mm Thank you, Rebecca. Mm. I feel tears in my eyes and I want to close out in this energy Mm. and this frequency and just send you and your family and your loved ones and everyone listening the love, the peace, the joy. Mm. And until next time, thank you for joining us in prayer. All right, my loves, so many people ask me, you guys, how I have my energy to run three businesses, be a mom to two girls, to be a wife, to be able to be healthy, to take care of myself. And I have to tell you, it really depends on my energy and me amping up my motivation. You see, motivation is not given. And it's not like some people have more motivation than other. Motivation is created. And I do a very specific Energy boosting routine in the morning, and I want to give it to you absolutely free. So I know it's going to help you. It's going to be a game changer for you. And I wanted to give you this as a gift. So all you have to do is go to take out a pen and paper right now because you don't want to miss this. Because I'm going to actually send it right to you. Go to morning, morning.manifestiblepodcast.com. So morning dot You'll see it right there. Just put in your email. I'll email you this exact routine that I'm doing. You guys, I'm so excited for you to have this enhancing, boosting energy in the morning. You deserve it.